Hey y'all, welcome to this week's Summer Learning Program edition of True Crime Corner. This week's podcast is going to be a little different because instead of telling y'all about one true crime case, I'm going to tell you about several. All these stories, however, have one thing in common. Some sort of animal was able to solve the true crime case, or at least help solve the case. So let's go ahead and jump right in, and we're going to start with the case of the bird who saved the day. So this happened around Christmas Eve in 2001, and a guy named Kevin Butler, who was the owner of a pool company, was attacked in his home by two men who were just looking to rob him. When um, a fight broke out involving a knife, Butler's bird, which was a white-crested cockatoo named Bird, came to his defense, and he attacked the strangers. He drew blood from the pecks that he landed on their heads. Unfortunately, the bird was killed during this struggle, and the men managed to get away, but Bird still was able to save the day. So following the tat, the police were able to get DNA from his beak and claws that matched a man named Daniel Torres, who was a former employee of Kevin Butler's pool company. Torres also wiped some blood from his hand after he was pecked by the bird and he touched a light switch, which put him at the crime scene as well. Daniel Torres was eventually convicted of murder and he was sentenced to life in prison. So this next case I'm gonna tell you about is all about a cat that was saved the day. So this one took place back in 1994 and it was a mother named Shirley Duquay. She was from Canada and she had five children and she vanished without a trace. Some people suspected that her common-law husband, Douglas Beamish, was um, involved somehow. It was reported that Beamish was, well, he had a prison record, and he had a really bad reputation with women around town and several reported physical abuse from him. But with no evidence putting him at the crime scene, they couldn't arrest him. So three days after Shirley Duquay's disappearance, a jacket was found in a bag in the woods near Duquay's home, and it had bloodstains on it. The jacket also had several white cat hairs. This detail um, could have been overlooked, but an investigator on the case named Roger Savoy recalled a white cat in Beamish's home during one of his interviews. So this detective sent the hairs to be DNA tested, and they indeed belonged to Beamish's family cat, Snowball. And the match was enough to arrest. Um, was enough to arrest Beamish. While his defense attorney argued that they had no case if they didn't have the cat, he was still convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 18 years without parole. This, t- this case is um, back to 2001 again when a little girl named Danielle Van Dam, she was seven years old, vanished one night without a trace. The police didn't have any evidence and they couldn't connect anyone to her disappearance. Um, so after a few days, a neighbor by the name of David Westerfield started to become kind of suspicious He was packing things into his RV and leaving his residence during searches for Danielle. And then coming back when they were done. 
So the police eventually obtained a search warrant for his home, and during a search, investigators found hairs that matched the Van Dam's family dog. And according to the prosecutors, the dog hair was attached to Daniel's pajamas and was left behind in his home. It was enough evidence to charge and convict Westerfield of abduction and murder. He was sentenced to death on August 21st, 2002. And finally, maybe the funniest case is about a bird. Did you know that eyewitnesses, though, are crucial to most trial proceedings? They don't always have to be human. In this case, the eyewitness was a parrot named Bud. So a few weeks after the murder of Martin Durham, his pet parrot began repeating an argument between two people. The bird is believed to have said, get out and where will I go? Then, in what is believed to be the Michigan's man la man's last words, the parrot repeated the phrase, don't shoot. Eventually, Durham's wife, 49-year-old Glenna Durham, was convicted of first-degree murder in the killing of her husband after an eight-hour jury deliberation. Thanks for listening this week, and I hope you've enjoyed hearing about some of the ways animals have been able to save the day and crack these cold cases. Remember, if true crime isn't your thing, another librarian will be back next week with a topic that may be more up your alley. Bye, y'all.